Welcome to Baker Seniors Medicare Help Podcast, your go-to expert on all things Medicare. Contact us with any questions you might have and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome. Welcome to the Baker Senior Show, bringing you healthcare peace of mind. My name is Marion LaSalle, and today we are talking with Steve Baker about Medicare, his story. This story is quite unique in that not only does he help people with their Medicare, but he's also on Medicare, so he can give us the scoop, the real scoop. So Steve, I understand that you have had a little, uh, oh, a little story to tell about Mm -hmm. an ambulance ride. Mm -hmm. Tell us all about it. Yeah, the thing about it is uh, I, I, I wanted to tell about an ambulance ride. And the unique thing to me about this ambulance ride was I was inside. Ah. <laughs> and you see, I, you know, of course, you see ambulances all the time up and down and whatever around wrecks and all that sort of stuff. But I got to I got to see everything from inside the ambulance. I so, imagine that that is a unique opportunity to see things from a different perspective being yeah. on the inside instead of watching them come up behind you and try to get out of the way uh-huh. you're actually inside the ambulance so yes what, what happened it, well you know especially uh you know i was going to say about being in an ambulance it's it's kind of it's kind of nice when you're conscious and you know what's going on and everything so that's what happened so the story is that uh I, I have a backyard and uh, somehow my neighbor's trash got over, you know, the wind was just blowing like crazy and the, my neighbor's trash got over in my yard. And so I was just determined I was going to pick it up and I had a fleece on, uh, you know, and it was heat. The, the weather was heating up. So, and I had, I had to pull out my, my water to drink, but I didn't drink any water. So I went out and I grabbed my, my trash bag and I went out and I picked up and I picked up and I picked up trash and the wind was blowing it all over the yard and everything. So I just spent out, you know, I went over to there and over to there and so forth. I don't know how long I was out there, but uh, all of a sudden I had a, had a weakened state and uh, my legs sort of, started to give away so I headed for the back door and I didn't make it got up on the patio and boom my legs just collapsed under me and and I hit face down on the on the concrete and the concrete was harder than my head I I found out but uh I had a had a big hit a big gash right right across here right across the big deep gash right there so my wife had my wife had heard me call her and so she came running out and she saw the the blood and and I didn't I didn't realize this I've never been in first aid that much since boy scouts and so I didn't really realize that that head wounds like that bleed profusely really unbelievably so right in the forehead area and so my wife uh she thought Ran. you were dying. She thought, "Oh yeah. my God, you're 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 just you're gonna bleed to death." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I bet she was freaking out. Yeah, she was freaking out, and there was a 
there was a trail of blood on the patio all the way out to the yard. <laughs> it just flowing and flowing. I don't know how much I lost, but it was, it, you know, I would imagine it was quite a bit, not a pint or anything like that, but it was a lot of blood flowing out. So she ran in, got a towel and, and she decided she was going to call an ambulance. And I said, that would be a good idea <laughs> because I didn't, you know, I had no idea what the situation was and I don't know how long it was before they came, but it wasn't long. And so they came in, you know, in, in the back, uh, you know, around to the back. And, um, the thing about it was that, uh, they, you know, they were very good and very professional and they were asking me lots of questions and, you know, and they, you know, how they do, they, you know, move, move your arms, move your legs, you know, is everything okay? Can you, you know, can you see, open your eyes and that sort of stuff. Follow and my so, finger. Yes. Follow my finger and all that. Yeah. With a head injury, I'm sure that they're very aware that uh, you could be having blood inside causing mm -hmm causing all kinds of problems. So yeah, right. they're, they're checking you out quick. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're checking me out quick. So I had feeling in all my extremities. And so they, you know, they, uh, they, they knew I was, I was going to be fine, except this cut was really, really, really deep. And it was just like, I don't know if there's a, I, I guess there's a bone there called the forehead. I call it the forehead bone or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I feel but bone. It was, it was down to the bone and it was just, Oh, it was really, really cutting what they said. It wasn't gross to me, but to them, it was, <laughs> it was kind of, kind of deep. I bet. So anyway, they got, they somehow got the blood stopped and everything. And so we, they said, we need to go to the emergency room for sure. So I, you know, I, I, I was fine with that. So they loaded me in the ambulance, made, got me on a stretcher and load, loaded me in the ambulance and took me to the hospital. And my wife and my son had to follow in, you know, in a car. So as I say, they, you know, as I told you, they weren't even allowed in the emergency room because this pandemic thing was just starting. Oh. It was probably, yeah. we were probably three or four days into it or something like that. And so, uh, you know, there were a lot of uh, masks. People had masks on and all of the, all of the stuff. So uh, they they took me into one of the uh, emergency rooms, one of the cubicles there, and started working on me and looking at it and so forth. And I didn't I didn't really realize. I thought maybe they could just sew it up and then I could get up and walk out. But they didn't, you know. They, they were concerned about uh, any kind of spinal injury and something like that. So I hadn't even thought about that. But so they uh, they wanted me to uh, go to the x-ray. First, they took some x-rays and then they decided to do a CAT scan. And then the neurosurgeon who was who was looking at the uh, reports saw a little problem there in, 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 in what's they call it T6. It's a, it's a vertebrae that's right here in the neck. And so they said, well, what we better do is we better do an MRI in addition to what, what we've just done. They brought me back into the emergency room. And so just, uh, just suffice it to say that I had a lot of, a lot of procedures to done to do. And, uh, I knew that I had Medicare and I had my supplement and I had met my deductible. 
Medicare with a supplement has a small deductible that is a Medicare Part B deductible. Uh, 2020, it's $198. And I had been, I had seen my, uh, my cardiologist for a, for a regular exam about two weeks before that. And uh, so I paid my 198. So I knew that was taken care of. So, well, according I don't, to, let me stop you right there for okay. a second, Steve, because in my mind, as you're telling me this story, the ticker is clicking, clicking, clicking. Every test that they do, it's going to cost more and more money. And you're thinking, mm -hmm. why do you have to do that test? Because that's just going to cost more money. And no, no, no. Right? I mean, that would yes. be your typical response, especially if you're a senior on a fixed income and you don't really understand Medicare or you haven't, you know, you don't really know because what you're trying to tell us is you had peace of mind because mm -hmm. you knew due to experience that a lot of this was going to be covered. Mm -hmm. But in, I think most people that don't have your experience would be go freaking out every time you get MRI and a, and a, and an X-ray and a, and this test and that test is just adding up, adding up, adding up. That's mm -hmm. enough to cause so much stress you could cause more more medical problems exactly exactly but uh i'm you know i'm I'm a, I'm a professional in medicare so i knew exactly where i was with it and i knew i didn't have uh i had zero zero expense because i knew That's, zero expense so you kept so, your stress level down yeah i kept my stress level down so uh, you know, I asked the I asked the guy after they brought me in after my MRI. I said, "Can we have another test?" Just because <laughs> every time they go, they wheel you out on on the stretcher, and you have to go down the hall and down this, you know, that blah blah, whatever. And if you've never had an MRI, that's quite an experience because it's a uh, it's it's a loud noise. It's it, for some reason they have to do that. And they give you a little little ball that's attached to a line, and he they said if you can't stand it because it's right there. I mean, it's not you don't have but about three or four inches of leeway. So the best thing to do is just close your eyes and not worry about that part. Yes, so, I but, would. I'd be closing they said my if, eyes. You know, if you know if you have a a real problem, or if you have a lot of fear, or you you just want out of this thing, just just squeeze that ball, and we'll stop it and. And then we'll go from there. So, which which I thought was kind of interesting. And so, anyway, I got through the whole thing with a lot of loud noises and clanking, and you'd never heard such such noise in all your life. Or did they give you earplugs or anything? I always wondered about that. Yes, well, well, they did on 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 this ear, but uh, over here that was all. This one this one was all i mean over here it was all bandaged every bit of it was bandaged so i you know so they couldn't you know they couldn't give me an earplug for you know for for this side at all so uh so anyway you know they finished and and they said well you know we'll have the reports in about 30 minutes which i thought was amazing that they could do it that quickly. And yes. Stuff. Yes. Right. So anyway, they, uh, they came in and, uh, so then they, you know, they gave me even, even more, you know, more 
test about my arms and my legs and so forth. And did I have any, did I had feelings and all of them and that sort of thing. Very, very professional. And they knew exactly what to do and what questions to ask and so forth in the emergency room. So then, uh, you know, between the, uh, the CAT scan and the MRI, a neurosurgeon had came by and explained to me that, that they saw a little thing in there. They just, they just wanted to check it out to make sure that I was okay and everything. So I was in there probably three or four hours. Getting all your tests. Getting all, all of my tests and so forth. But, uh, the, you know, the story is how the reason I wanted to talk about this is because I wanted to tie it in with Medicare. And generally, you know, I've used I've used it before and not but of course not in the in the hospital, actually, and not in the uh, in any kind of emergency room or anything like that. I've never been in a wreck or whatever. But but I knew that everything would be taken care of in. I added up, added up the bills later, uh, you know, what I thought it would be. I looked on, on the, uh, on Google and kind of see what those would be and so forth. And I estimate it's probably uh, somewhere between 10 and $12,000 that, uh, that I would have to pay just out of pocket if, uh, if I had, uh, if I hadn't had Medicare and, and the supplement that I have. Isn't so, that interesting that you, a Medicare professional, can look back on it to be able to demonstrate to people who are looking at Medicare and say, this is the experience that I had. This is how much it would have cost me had I chosen the wrong Medicare supplement, had I not been educated on what it what happens if you have an accident. I'm I'm so grateful. Not that you had this problem, Steve. I don't I don't wish that on anybody. Okay. Sure. But but I do think that it's very interesting that you're able to now give them an example of this is what it would cost if you chose this, because uh -huh. we don't know and we never know what's really going to happen to us if anything. Um, but right. just in case you have an experience, a real life experience that happened recently that you can mm -hmm. show people. I, I, I like that, that you have that experience and you, you can help people decide what kind of Medicare they're going to be needing. Right. Right. Yeah. I have a personal experience that I can explain to, to my yes. uh, potential clients and so forth. That's right. So, uh, and it was, it was, of course, uh, my, my wife was horrified and my, and my son because they're standing outside and people are, are all around. And uh, my wife saw the various people coming into the emergency room. This lady had chest pains. But because of the pand pandemic, you know, the uh, COVID-19, they would not allow uh, her, her husband to come in the in, in the emergency room. So he had to stand outside as well with his wife in, you know, inside with chest pain. So you can imagine he didn't have, he didn't have what you call peace of mind at all. No, he didn't. So neither my, did his wife. Yeah. My, yeah, my wife was, was uh, telling me about this, this story. Mm. So uh, there's a lot of stuff goes, that goes on in the emergency room. And I was amazed. There's a lot of noise. There's a lot of talking and, 
you know, it's it's not a good atmosphere to go to sleep. <laughs> a lot of people running in the room, out of the room, so forth. So, so you uh, were admitted after you had all your tests done, you were admitted into the hospital. No, actually not. Actually not. They, okay. All they, right. They, so they did all the tests to make mm -hmm. sure that you didn't need to stay in the hospital. Well, that's exactly. good. Okay, good. Yeah. Now, Steve, exactly. I know this was early on the pandemic, mm -hmm. uh, three or four days in. Did they put a mask on you? Uh, no, no, they they did not. But Why, they had masks. They, had, they all had masks. Yeah, I think that they've so, learned now that everybody needs to have a mask on. I think so. If you go outside, you probably should have a mask on right now, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I started to wear my mask this morning on my on this on this show but <laughs> i decided not to yeah <laughs> but uh but uh, you know now uh if i if i go up to the store or whatever wherever i go outside my door i, I but so, so does my wife me too me too it's so, it's a shame yeah. that we have to do that but right now we need to make sure that we have peace of mind with our health right not just our right. medicare but our but our health so right, um, right, right. okay so yeah. how are you going to be able to use this to help other people decide what kind of medicare they need well i can explain the uh, the, the various products and depending on what their circumstances are it, i can make a recommendation but i can tell them my experience with one area of medicare and then I can also relate uh, what what they would uh, go through or what they would uh, fa be faced with if they had another another choice with uh, with Medicare. There's basically two kinds of Medicare, as I've explained many times before. So uh, I can use that as an example and tell them, you know, that if you take this one, you're going to have this result. If you take this one, you're going to you're going to expect you know a different result. But it's in either case, it's not going to be a a tragedy. What I really like about having someone like you help us through the Medicare maze is that depending on our situation, because everybody's situation is just a little different. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's a lot different. So um, when I referred a client to you that had a totally different scenario than, than the general public, you were mm -hmm. able to search through all the different products and services and doctors and find the best case scenario for her. So this particular lady needed someone to come visit her. Well, the, the healthcare system that she was on at the time, you had to go to them. So that didn't work. And so you were able to research and figure out exactly what would help her and then switch her Medicare. So I, I don't, I'm not sure that everybody knows that you can switch once you choose something. Can you tell us a little bit about, is that possible for everybody or do you have to have certain circumstances in order to switch your Medicare? Yeah, well, you've got to have certain circumstances and also, you know, your date of birth and your age uh, plays into it as well. And uh, once once you do make a, a decision, you've got about 12 months to decide if you want to uh, really keep it you know, or move to a, you know, move to another kind of plan. So 
and I and I school people on that and tell them that we'll try this and see see how it works for you and uh, just be sure and let me know if you have any complications or any issues whatsoever and we'll address it and see what we can do about it. There's certain dates you can do things and you've got to have it within a certain period of time and there's something that's called the annual enrollment period and that's at the end of the year and you you want to make sure that you're that you're in that in that period of time and you also want to uh, want to if if you're turning 65 in that area that's that's one that's one area and if you uh, you know if you uh, have waited a while then that's another and we can find out where where someone is and really i can just uh, point them in the right direction you know, I, I know we've talked about this before, but for those people that are watching this show today for the first time, I want you to know that you're going to get phone calls, postcards, emails, people knocking on your door maybe, um, trying to get you to go with them, okay? And it may be confusing. It may be we they make it sound like if you don't talk to them that something horrible is going to happen. I want you to know that I'm 62 years old and I'm already getting Medicare information. Right. So what they're trying to do on the other side is they're trying to get my phone number from me. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's required. Do you see that word right there? Yes. It's required. So I looked at this. Thank God I knew Steve and I could say to myself, well, I'm just going to show Steve this because he'll know what, what I'm supposed to do. And, and Steve, tell us a little bit about why they start so early and why are they telling us that it's required? They're making it sound like it's required to put my phone number on here. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, you know, that's, uh, that, that's required thing is a, is a rather strong term. And they, they want to make sure that they have the right phone number so they can call it again and again and again and again. Oh, so it's and a marketing I, ploy. Sure. That's what it is. <laughs> it's a, it's, a it, it's, it's a, you know, a very competitive industry that, that I'm in. And uh, the phone calls, not only just in, Medicare or healthcare, the phone calls just come all day long for all kinds of different things for home insurance, for auto insurance, from all of the different things that, uh, you know, that you face every day and you never know what, you know, what, what it's going to be. Cause I can, I, I can identify them real fast. And most of the time I just don't answer the phone just let it ring. And that's, that's my advice for anyone approaching, uh, the age 65 is just, just let it ring. There's some legislation that people are figuring out and it has to be done on a state by state basis. And, uh, in one state, which is Ohio, it's absolutely forbidden. They cannot call for any reason whatsoever. No cold calls whatsoever. It's against the law. And hopefully some, many of the other states will pick up on that as well. I would hope so because you know, I don't want to be sold, uh, especially when they're making it seem like uh, if I don't do this, 
something bad's going to happen to me. It just doesn't seem right, but I realize that that's their sales tactic. That is not how Steve Baker handles his clients. I can tell you because not only is he a friend of mine, but also I have given him referrals to other people and I see how he treats them. He treats mm -hmm. them and their family with care. So if you know someone that you would like to refer to Steve, he can, he can help them, guide them through this system. If they don't feel that the Medicare they're on right now is serving their needs, all you have to do is call and it's right there on the, uh, on the screen right now. We have Steve's phone number. So it's Steve Baker, 832-754-3292. And Steve will let you know exactly what type of information that you're going to need. So Steve, if someone were to call you to talk about either their parents, their neighbor, or themselves, what's the process they go through? Well, the phone call is, is, is important, and I prefer an in coming phone call by that i mean i prefer people to call me rather than me solicit them and call them do an outbound phone so uh i can ask you know a, a few questions and uh, kind of see where they are and so forth and make some recommendations and nowadays with the with the uh, covid 19 is going on you definitely don't want to go into someone's home you don't want to go out and see them which I've done that for years and years. I go out to see their home, but now with technology like it is, I mean, it's not necessary. That's right. You can do FaceTime or a software called Zoom, and you can actually like be on in the same room with them. Mm -hmm. Through modern technology, you can actually see them and talk to them and answer all their questions right through the computer mm -hmm. or their phone. Right. And then, and, you know, and sometimes if, uh, and, and I don't press people about it, and if, but if they, if they insist, if they want to do it and go ahead with it, I can actually do it right there on uh, either on the phone or on Zoom or any of the, any of the platforms actually do it. And, you know, if you've signed up for any, anything like that, if you've signed up for any insurance like car insurance or anything like that, what's always required a signature. A, a signature. So now I have a process that that's not necessary to have an actual physical signature. They have, they do a signature, but I'm able to, to do it. And I'm, I'm not going to tell you what it is because people, people will know then. Uh, but uh, I can actually ask them just one simple question and uh, they're signed up. Very good. Okay. So you not only give them peace of mind about what Medicare they're going to do, but uh, the yeah. process to handle it. Because anytime you're signing up for something, it can be traumatic. There's so many personal questions and there's so uh -huh. many. And, and you know, who, who are you talking to? Where are they going to share this information? What I like about dealing with you is that everything is private. You're taking good care of their information. And you're making sure that they're on the right plan for them. Mm -hmm. exactly. And I know from experience, because I am the manager of the lady that I gave you the referral for, 
And I know that you go the extra mile. You were trying to help me figure out you know, everything. Uh, all my questions, you went above and beyond. So I really appreciate that. The family really appreciates that. And of course, the senior that I was helping, um, she is the benefit of all of your expertise and your and your peace of mind health care help. Thank mm -hmm. you, Steve. You're welcome. Glad to help. Mm -hmm. Glad to help. Is there anything else that we need to know today about your story and about how you can help someone with Medicare? No. You know, everything's fine. I'm I'm all healed up and uh, so there's a there's a bump right there. So all the bruises are gone. I will say one thing that, that that's amazing. Cell phones nowadays, uh, you you pick it up and the the phone itself will recognize you. Okay. Yes. Well, I came home and I picked up my phone to to make a phone call, and my phone said not. I didn't, my phone wouldn't recognize me. You were so beaten up. The phone didn't recognize you. That's pretty bad. That's pretty exactly. bad. So I, so I had to find out what my code was to get in, get into to my phone. Oh dear. It was about, it was about a week and a half or two weeks before it would recognize me. Wow. Wow. We don't recognize the beat up Steve. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Right. Well, thank you for being with us today, Steve. Uh, all of your information is so critical to our healthcare peace of mind, and we do appreciate you. I'm going to put your phone number up on the screen one more time. Please call Steve with any questions about Medicare for yourself, for your neighbors, for your, your parents. Anybody who you think needs his help, just call 832 754 3292, and Steve will take good care of you. Thank you, and we'll see you again next week. Bye for now. Bye.